Hello everyone, Pastor Jen here with Your Week with St. Luke's. We are continuing to look at scriptures that are foundational to our new 24 and more strategic vision. Now, if you've been listening to our podcast, each of the pastors throughout the series has been taking a different scripture throughout the Old and New Testament that connects with each of our new vision pillars and the initiatives that we believe and you have helped to create for St. Luke's to make new ripples of kingdom work here in Central Florida. Now this week, our new vision pillar calls for us to create more for others by having mobilized agents on the mission of Jesus Christ. Now there's no better way to understand this calling of of mobilized agents or missionaries in the name of Jesus than to look at the commissioning of the 72 from Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, starting with verses 1 and going through verses 9. Hear now these words. After these things, the Lord commissioned 72 others and sent them on ahead in pairs to every city and place he was about to go. He said to them, the harvest is bigger than you can imagine, but there are few workers. Therefore, plead with the Lord of the harvest to send out workers for his harvest. Go, be warned, though, that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Carry no wallet, no bag, and no sandals. Don't even greet anyone along the way. Whenever you enter a house, first say, may peace be on this house. If anyone there shares God's peace, then your peace will rest on this person. If not, your blessing will return to you. Remain in this house, eating and drinking whatever they set before you, for workers deserve their pay. They don't move from house to house. And whenever you enter a city and its people welcome you, eat what they set before you. Heal the sick who are there and say to them that God's kingdom has come upon you. Now, if you back up into Luke chapter 9, you'll see that Jesus has already set his face towards Jerusalem and what will happen there in opposition to the empire, but also the Jewish authorities. He has already commissioned the 12 disciples and sent them out earlier in chapter 9 as well. And so as we move into chapter 10 here, we see that Jesus is sending out kind of the next phase of followers, indicating that the work of Jesus or the work of the kingdom is multiplying and making its way into the world to all the nations. Now, this scripture is actually a doublet of what we find in chapter 9. It mirrors the commissioning of the original 12, giving these 72 the same work that the 12 were supposed to. It multiplies, as Jesus sends out, kind of an advanced team to prepare his way in Jerusalem, which we would have also seen mirrored in the prophets of old, but also John the Baptist, who prophesied to prepare the way of the Lord. Now, this story is also found in the other Gospels as well, in Matthew and Mark. And as we begin, there is theological debate over whether it's 70 that are sent out or 72, but both numbers are significant to the Old Testament Israelite roots. 72 would have probably been based on Genesis 10, um, thinking about the 72 nations that are na- that are mentioned there. But 70 probably would refer to Moses's elders that he appointed in Exodus and Numbers. Whichever the number is, what is significant is that God's work is continuing through Jesus, not only through him and his 12, but the empowerment of others. And at the very beginning of the commission, what we hear from Jesus is that work is urgent. He says to them, the harvest is bigger than you can imagine, but there are few workers. 
Therefore, plead with the Lord of the harvest to send out workers for his harvest. Now, listeners in this time were from an agrarian society. They would have understood the urgency of Jesus's words here. He was comparing the urgency of their work to the urgency of the harvest season, a time where day laborers would have probably begged for more help from the landowners in order to be able to glean the crops as quickly as they could before they spoiled. The sharing of God's kingdom was urgent as well. Jesus knows the opposition that he is going to face, especially as he moves closer and closer to Jerusalem. He's going to face opposition about his preaching of this new vision of the kingdom of God, of equity, of justice, where all are included, the healing and the miracle works that he does, being with the marginalized, eating with them, and spending time making sure that the poor and the widows and those who are forgotten are brought into the center of society. Those are all going to prove to be what brings the empire against him. There's urgency as this message of Jesus has to spread and spread quickly because he knows what he is going to face once he gets to Jerusalem. So Jesus gives them this urgent plea and sends them out telling them that they are not to have anything with them, no bags, no sandals, no nothing, um, because he wants them to be unfettered unweighed down by the baggage that they would carry from this old life in order to depend completely on the new life. They are also supposed to be singularly minded, focused completely on this mission. He says to them, go, be forewarned though, I'm sending you out as lamb among wolves. Like John the Baptist, who would have proclaimed the kingdom of God and that Jesus was near before them, they were going to face opposition and he knew that. He knew that they were going to possibly be silenced because of this radical message, but that also some people would be afraid to welcome them in. And so he commissioned them and told them up front what to be prepared for in this world. He doesn't want them, though, to fight or to respond with anything but grace of a lamb. For there are wolves in the world, wolves being the, the natural predator or rival of lambs, but they are to be rooted in the imagery of the Lamb of God that would have been found in Isaiah's text, the lamb who, who went to be slaughtered, the lamb who went and was silent. And, and he wants them to proclaim this as a, as a proactive message in a kingdom of wolves. And then he gives them a threefold mission. The same threefold mission that was given to the disciples in chapter 9. He tells them to eat whatever is provided. In other words, to receive the hospitality of, of the strangers that they might meet or the people of the community that are, are extensions of who they are. And in doing so, they would be extending God's table fellowship for all people. The first word of the 72 that was supposed to be offered as they entered each house was peace. A blessing of shalom being given to every single household. In receiving the hospitality of others, the 72 are showing the world what it means to depend on others and to be a community of mutuality and a community of interdependence. It built on the Old Testament understanding of chesed, that faithfulness to others as God is faithful to us. Jesus' missionaries were to remind the community of what it meant to trust and depend on each other in the hospitality and faithfulness of what it means to be a community of God. Now, the second goal of the mission that Jesus gave the 72 was to heal the sick. 
ensure that the physical needs of others were taken care of, especially those who were marginalized or poor or widowed. Jesus in this moment empowered the disciples, but also these 72. These might have been the followers that had already gathered. He was sending them out with the authority of the kingdom of God to go before him in his name and to prepare them because as we all know, if, if one is facing disease or infirmity, uh, they can't hear the message of the kingdom unless they see it in action and in their own life. Which leads us to the third goal of their mission. Proclaim that the kingdom of God is near. You see, in fulfilling these first two steps, extending the table fellowship of all people and, and teaching mutuality and de- interdependence of a community, healing the sick of their needs, Truly, the kingdom of God was near for them. They were seeing the kingdom of God envisioned among them, allowing there to be health and wholeness, a sense of of grace and mercy within the community. God's reign was indeed among them in the life and the work of Jesus Christ, but it was not just contained in him alone. His power, his authority, his mission was mobilized through these 72 followers who were sent in the world to prepare the people or as John the Baptist would have proclaimed, to prepare the way for the Lord. Now, what is interesting to note, I think, is that the peace that is offered, the blessing that is offered immediately when they enter the house and the kingdom of God that is offered through healing and through table fellowship is not predicated on anyone being worthy They didn't do a a household check to see if these were believers or if they were faithful Jewish people. Uh, It wasn't even based on whether or not they thought that the message would be uh, responded to accordingly. No, the blessing and the peace and the proclamation of the kingdom is offered graciously and generously to anyone, much like the word of the sower and the seed that Jesus would preach about later in Luke. So in fulfilling this three-pronged mission of Jesus, these 72 are being proactive. They're simply moving into the world, not responding or reacting to people or situations or events. They're simply grounded as lambs in this vision of what Revelation will promise at the end of our scripture that will lead to the kingdom of God coming on earth as it is in heaven and the wolf will lie down with the lamb. Now, our next vision pillar that we'll be talking about on Sunday is about creating mobilized agents of change who will work in our community for justice, for advocacy, for environmental responsibility, for being able to live in and proclaim peace and shalom amongst the diversity of people in Central Florida, but also to proclaim it not just with our words, but by healing those who are sick with injustice, who are poor, who are marginalized, and and to be able in doing so to proclaim the kingdom of God among us. These are missions that are monumental to what it means to bringing the kingdom of heaven vision on earth. And we have to see that we are part of the next wave uh, of the advanced team of Jesus Christ going into the world as mobilized agents empowered with all of his authority to proclaim the kingdom of God, to take care of the physical needs of other people, and in doing so to provide peace and shalom to all we meet. 
I can't wait to join you on Sunday as we talk about what this particular vision pillar will mean and how it leads into the final vision pillar of what it means to make ripples across Central Florida. Until then, we hope that you'll dive into this Luke chapter 10 and really think about what it means to be a mobilized agent of Jesus Christ. We'll see you on Sunday.